Y'all ready for this? <laughs> I'm excited about this. Um, we're continuing our Christmas series that's called Behold the Savior is Born. And so far we've preached on the promised hope. We've preached on the joy of anticipation. Last week, Pastor Deb preached an awesome message on the servant love of Jesus. Today I'm preaching a message entitled Prophetic Peace. Prophetic Peace. And I'm talking about the peace that was prophesied and promised by God that was fulfilled in the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the Lord sent an angel to speak to some shepherds in some fields outside Bethlehem. And the angel said in Luke 2, 10 through 14, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. The angels were prophesying that Jesus would bring joy for all people. Isn't that good? Because all includes you. And he would bring peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now think about it. This peace was actually prophesied 800 years before this by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, when he said, unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Prophecy, prophetic peace, a prophetic promise that predicts the birth of a child, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who would be the Prince of Peace, who would bring peace that will never end. First thing I want you to see in this message is that peace is promised by God. Peace was promised to the world, and peace is promised to you. Isaiah gave us a prophetic promise from God that this child would be a Prince of Peace, and that peace would never end. Now listen, peace is a timeless con uh, concept. It's something that people, uh, that humanity has wanted throughout the history of the world. From ancient times all the way up to, to modern day, people have longed for a sense of peace, a sense of calm, a rest from the chaos and the conflict of the world. But yet, we still have wars. We still have rumors of wars. There's war in Russia, between Russia and Ukraine right now. There's dozens of conflicts around the world. There's war in Israel right now. By the way, I saw a news report this week that the city of Bethlehem, the city of David, the city where Jesus was born, which is normally full of people, that's a normal Christmas, celebrating the birth of Christ, has decided not to celebrate Christmas because of the war in Gaza. So this is what it looks like now. Normally it looks like this. But right now, canceled Christmas in Bethlehem. Now whether or not they celebrate Christmas does not change the fact that there's no true peace without the Prince of Peace. 
That's true in Bethlehem, that's true in Gaza, and that's true in Grand Prairie, that's true in, in our lives. Now listen, I want you to get this. Whenever we lose our peace, we are somehow disconnected from the source of peace, who is the Prince of Peace. So matter, no matter what they do in Bethlehem, no matter what they do anywhere else, for us, for believers in Jesus Christ, Christmas is a time to celebrate that Jesus has in fact arrived. I know it's not the exact day he was born. I know people who want to argue about all that stuff, but I think it's a great thing for us to celebrate the birth of our Savior because the Prince of Peace has brought us a promised peace. And that promise is that in, the spite, in spite of everything going on around us, we can access divine peace through Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus spoke of that role, that role as Prince of Peace that was given to him by God. Jesus said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. Listen, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. And do not be afraid. Jesus said there's a difference between the peace that he gives, God's peace, and the peace that the world gives, the world's peace. Jesus distinguishes between the two. So we need to have an understanding of what God's peace is, what, what biblical peace is. Many people think that peace is just the absence of conflict, the absence of trouble, the absence of chaos. But biblical peace, listen, it's something you can have in the midst of chaos and trouble. It's a peace that's grounded not in circumstances, but in the eternal truth of the Word of God and in the presence of Emmanuel, God with us. And the Greek word for peace used in the passage from John is, means tranquility, tranquility and harmony. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom, meaning quietness, calmness, success, health, salvation, safety. Listen, peace is having inner calm in spite of outer conflict. Peace is having inner tranquility, tranquility despite other people's hostility. And peace is being at rest in spite of the mess. We can get to that place. We can have that gift of peace. We can experience that peace. God wants us to experience it no matter what's going on around us. That's the peace that's promised by Jesus. Peace that Jesus promised is not the absence of any trouble or any hard times. It's the confidence, though, that God is with you through every situation in your life. Peace is not just a state of being. It's not a feeling. Listen, in, in, effect, in effect, in actuality, peace is a person. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. By sending the Prince of Peace, God sent peace into the world. And John 16, says this, Jesus says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome this world. Peace is not something you obtain apart from Jesus Christ. He is our peace. Whatever pain you're facing, Jesus Christ will give you peace. Whatever burden is weighing down, you can find peace in Jesus. Whatever stress you feel, you can find peace in Jesus. Worldly peace, 
It comes and goes. It ebbs and flows with the circumstances. But the peace that Christ gives is a peace in all circumstances because he is with us in all circumstances. Now think about the circumstances when Jesus was born. We, you know, we sing Silent Night and we sang it today. Great, great psalm. Silent Night. And we send Christmas cards with the manger scenes and it, it looks like such a calm, peaceful night. But if there was any calm and peace on, calm on Christmas, the original night when Christ was born, it was probably a very fleeting moment. The city of Bethlehem was overflowing with hordes of people who had arrived after traveling over dusty roads for mile after mile. Mary gave birth to her son in a stable with animals. Visitors started arriving to visit the baby within hours of his birth. And, And King Herod was in angry pursuit. They wanted to kill all the, all the babies. There, there was noise and pain and confusion in, in that first Christmas. Yet, there was great joy and there was peace in the midst of it all. You see, God's peace is not separated from the realities of life. I know some people want to be like a monk and go off somewhere where they're in a monastery in the, in, in the mountains and, the, and it's silent and it, it's peaceful and it's quiet and nobody's, nobody's bugging you. But God wants us to have peace in our everyday, ordinary lives. Listen to 2 Thessalonians 3.16. I says this. I love this. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace when times are going good. No. In all times. When they're going good, when they're going not so good, when they're going bad. God wants to give you peace at all times and in every way. Here's the key. The Lord be with you all. That's the key. God can give us peace no matter what we're going through. But, but how, how do we experience this peace? Well, that verse gave us a key. The Lord is with us all. The Lord is Emmanuel, God with us. There's no t- Listen, there's no time in your life that the peace of God is not available. There is no time in your life that you cannot tap into the peace of God. You just need to learn to develop an awareness of Emmanuel and an awareness of God being with you at all times. You know, Kim gave a word, and we talked about losing loved ones. I know I got a text from my sister yesterday that, that um, it was our, our brother who's passed away. He would have been 64 yesterday. I don't know how long he's been gone now, seven, eight years? 12 years? Oh, 11 years. 2012? Yeah. Can't believe it's been that long. I had a really great friend pass away this week who was a a mentor for me for years at work at Family Christian Stores. Awesome man. Got got early onset dementia dementia, and died at a relatively young age. And, and, and I know people here have had loved ones pass away. And, and it, those times are tough. But the, the things that always gets, gets me through those times is I have a faith in God and I have a knowing 
I have a knowing where they are, where they went. And I know we're going to be reunited someday. And I know they are in the presence of God, but I can live too in the presence of God here. Isaiah said it this way in Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect and constant peace. God, speaking to God, God will keep you in perfect and constant peace whose mind is stayed on you, fixed on you, because he trusts in you. Two keys to peace are right here. Trusting God, having faith in him, and keeping our mind stayed on God. When you lose your peace, your mind is fixed on something other than God. Your mind is fixed on some, some money that you owe. Your mind is fixed on a person who, who, who you're concerned about. Your mind are, uh, is fixed on the economy or the workplace or what's going on in the world. Your, your mind can get fixed on those things. You can get fixated on it. But God's saying, you need to get fixated on me. You need to get your mind fixed on me and keep it there. We see this also in Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Do you get that? He will fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy and peace are the result of faith, the result of trusting in God. So if you don't trust God, you will have no joy and you will have no peace. So one of the things I would check if I was losing my peace is, is, am I trusting God in this situation? If I stop trusting God in a situation, I'm going to lose my peace. If you don't have trust in God, you'll have no peace or joy. God wants him to, us to trust him with all parts of our lives, but that can only happen when we have an accurate perception of who he is. So many people, when they get into a tough time, they lose their peace because they, their mind is not stayed on who God really is. They, they, their mind gets drawn away by the lies of the enemy. Oh, God's not being good to you. God's not taking care of you. God's doing this. God's doing that. You're blaming God for all the stuff that, that the devil's doing. But we've got to keep our mind stayed on the facts that God is good. God is always good. There is never a time that God is not good. And he is so good that he works everything out for our good. Even what the enemy means for harm, God works for our good. That, that, that's excluding nothing. I'm telling you, that verse is my favorite verse. That's my life verse. It gives me more peace and hope and faith than any other verse, knowing that no matter what I go through, God is going to work good out of it. Peace only comes when we, we believe God is good and when we trust him in all things. Even in the midst of our storms, lack, listen, lack of peace reveals a lack of faith. I'm trying to help you today. When I think of peace, I, I, I'm often reminded of the well-known hymn, it's well, It Is Well With My Soul. Grew up singing that song. It's an awesome song. It's a well-loved song because it offers such peace and comfort and hope. But the song becomes even more meaningful when you understand the story behind the words song was written by a man named Horatio Spafford who lived in Chicago. He was a businessman in the 1870s. He went through tough times. His business burned down in the great Chicago fire. 
He lost a child to scarlet fever. His family decided after all, they went through all that, we need to go on a family vacation. They were going to go to Europe. He had some business he had to take care of, so he sent his wife and his remaining four daughters on ahead of him on that trip. And while crossing the Atlantic, the ship sank. And all four of Spafford's daughters died. His wife survived. He got a message from her. She alone had survived. So he left on the next available ship. Back in those days, they had to take a boat. It took a long time to get across the ocean. And during the journey, he asked the captain to let him know when he got to the spot where his, that boat went down and his daughters died. And when they got to that spot, the captain let him know. And that's when Horatio penned these words, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. That song was not written by somebody who never went through anything. That song was not written by somebody who was, who was just having wealth and prosperity and every, all his kids were doing good. All of his children had died. He was not having an easy life. But he found deep, authentic peace in the midst of his heartache. And as the story of that hymn and the words captured, the journey of a peace that we have with God is not immune to things that happen in life. In fact, those things are central to the story. That's why we need to have peace because of all the things we go through. And on this journey, here's what we learn, that peace is not the absence of trouble, but peace is the presence of God. <laughs> Colossians 3.15 says it like this. Let the, peace, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I just, I just realized this, that, that earlier Jesus said, do not let your heart be troubled, right? We have a lot of more control over this than we think. He's saying, don't you let your heart be troubled. Now he says, Paul says in Colossians, let the peace, let it, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let it. Stop stopping it. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. If we don't let peace rule in our hearts, guess what? Something else will take its place. What will that be? It will be definitely a lack of peace. It will be worry. It will be fear. It will be anxiety. And if the peace of Christ does not rule in our heart, the worries of Satan will. If the peace of Christ does not rule in our heart, the fears of Satan will. If the peace of Christ does not rule in our heart, the lies of Satan will. Something's going to rule your heart. Let the peace of Christ rule your heart. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. This is big. This is one of the ways you do this. Be anxious for nothing. Anxiety is huge in our country right now. Massive. Especially among younger generations. Well, the Bible tells us be anxious for nothing, but in everything... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
here's Thanksgiving being tied into it again. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. This is God's prescription for peace. Worry about nothing and pray about everything. And we have two choices in life. We can live in faith or, or we will live in fear. We can pray or we can panic. Or we can worship or we can worry. Now listen to me. If we prayed as much as we worry, we'd have a lot less to worry about. If you pray as much as you worry, you would have a lot less to worry about. Worry has never solved one of your problems. Never. It's worthless to worry. Instead, prayer has the power to change things. And you know what the main thing it changes is? You. You. You, you, you. We're, we're always wanting peace from the storm, and sometimes God does that. Sometimes he says, peace be still to the storm. Sometimes he says, peace be still to your heart. And the storm keeps raging, but you're at peace in the midst of the storm. So the Bible tells us when, when you're starting to worry, I mean, you're starting to feel the anxiety, you should immediately switch into praying. Praying, praying, supplication, which is really intense praying. With Thanksgiving, we pray this prayer almost every Monday at men's prayer meeting at the end of it. That's one of our prayers. Lord, we bring these cares to you because you care for us. We cast all these cares on you, all these requests, all these needs. Lord, all the praise reports, all the blessings, we, we cast it on you. And Lord, we, we bring it to you with thanksgiving. We thank you that you've heard us. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you that, that by a new and living way, we can come into the throne room of God and bring, a, and bring our needs and requests to, and find grace and mercy in a time of need. We thank you that you heard us. We thank you that you will answer. We thank you, Lord. Your word says that before we even call, you answer. Lord, you've sent some answers on the way before we even pray this prayer. So God, we don't worry about it. We leave it here with you and we trust you with it. Don't worry. Pray and you will experience the peace of God. And it, it says it's going to guard your heart and mind. Peace is like a band of soldiers standing watch to protect all around you. Peace keeps you out of worry and fear and anxiety. And notice that that peace surpasses understanding. And we sit there, God, if you would just help me understand. God, if you would just explain this to me, then I would be okay. But you know what? There's some things that are beyond your understanding. And I've told you this before, but if you're going to have a peace that passes understanding, you've got to give up your right to understand. Because your understanding is not big enough 
to, to understand uh, the, the ways of God and the plan of God. Your understanding is not enough. Your own understanding will not get you through loss or difficult times. You need something more. Your understanding will not get you through a marriage fa- uh, pro- problem or your spouse leaving you. You need something more. Your own understanding will not get you through all the medical problems or the loss of a loved one. You need something more. And that something more is the peace of God that surpasses understanding. And the Bible says we receive that peace when we pray and praise instead of worrying and being afraid. So you've got a choice to make every time. You've got to learn to practice the presence of God. And you've got to learn and catch yourself. Catch yourself when your mind gets off God and the goodness of God and the blessings of God and you're worrying about things. You've got to catch yourself and begin to pray, supplicate, and make thanksgiving. Now, on Tuesday night, on Tuesday night, I had a dream. And in the dream, I was studying for this sermon. I've never had a dream like that before. And I, as I was studying in the dream, the Lord asked me in the dream, what were the circumstances when Isaiah wrote his prophecies about the Prince of Peace? I looked it up when I woke up. First thing was on my mind when I woke up that day. What were the circumstances when Isaiah wrote? Isaiah wrote in a time when Israel had rebelled against God. And he prophesied that judgment was coming. Judgment was coming in the form of the nation of Assyria, which would conquer Israel and take the people into exile. And it happened just like Isaiah prophesied. And Isaiah later on says this in Isaiah 48, 18, that God said, listen to this verse, if only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your righteousness like the ways of the sea. As I was studying this, I thought, man, I need to preach a sermon sometime called What, what Could Have Been. Because there's a lot of verses there where God says, I would have done this if you would have done that. God says, if you would have listened to me, if you would have obeyed, then you would have had peace like a river and your righteousness would be like waves of the sea. And that's when you read that opening verse, that's why I asked you when we went down there, what, what is that scriptural reference? Because it says righteousness and peace kiss, kiss each other. Righteousness and peace are intimately connected. And when you lose righteousness or your understanding of being right with God, believe me, if you don't know you're right with God, you will have no peace. And, and I've preached many sermons on peace, especially at Christmas. And I've never preached on peace like a river. And here I see, God tells me, look it up, what Isaiah is saying. And Isaiah wrote to these people in exile and told them if they had listened to and obeyed God, then they would have had peace like a river. What does it mean to have peace like a river? I mean, does a river experience peace? No, a river has no emotions or anything. But as I normally do when I study, one of the things I love to do is read the verse in many different translations, paraphrases, versions to get more insight. And here's a few. Listen, New Living Translation says, 
Oh, that you had listened to my commands, then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. The message says, if you listened all along to what I told you, your life would have flowed like a ri- full like a river, blessings rolling in like waves from the sea. The Good News translation says, if you had only listened to my commands, then blessings would have flowed to you like a stream that never runs dry. Victory would have come to you like waves that roll on the shore. So what it's saying here is that peace like a river means peace that continually flows and never runs out. Remember in the prophecy, Isaiah said, of the increase of his peace, there will be no end. This peace does not run out. Now think about it. I got to thinking about a river and think of all the different characteristics of a river. A a river is a moving stream of water. God did not say you will have peace like a pond. (laughs) Ponds a lot of times look more peaceful than rivers. Ponds and lakes can look peaceful, but they can become stagnant if there's not a constant inflow and outflow of water. So for us to have peace like a river, we must have a constant inflow of life from God and an outflow of life to other people. Flowing in and flowing out. Now listen, all rivers have a source. Either another stream or a spring or melting snow. They have a source. So for us to have peace like a river, we must continually receive the flow of the Spirit from the source of the Spirit. We can't, we can't retain peace in the present by trying to re- rely on past fillings of the Holy Spirit. God commands us to be continually filled with the Spirit. He said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And that be filled can be said, be being filled. Be constantly, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the the spirit of peace and Jesus said when we are filled with the Spirit out of our innermost being will flow what? Rivers of living water. If the source of the river dries up, the river dries up. If the source continually flows, the river continually flows. So for us to experience the peace of God, we've got to continually feed and nurture our relationship with God. Stay connected to the source. As a river is continually being fed and renewed by the the water from the springs or the streams or the snow, so our peace comes from an active, ongoing, obedient relationship with the Prince of Peace. Here's another thing about a river. Its source always comes from a higher place. Rivers can only flow down. They, They don't flow up a hill. So if we're going to have peace like a river, we've got to be connected to a source that is higher than us, higher than ourselves, higher than our circumstances, higher than our our feelings, higher than than what we can do. It's got to be higher than us. And there's only one source that is above all others, and that's the Lord God Almighty. Ephesians 1 says this, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he, Jesus, is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things, all things, all things under the authority of Christ, and he has made him head over all, all things for the benefit of the church. For our benefit. 
Jesus is above all power, above all authority, and it's for our benefit. And one of those benefits is having peace like a river. Here's another thing about a river. It flows over obstacles, over rocks, over logs, or it flows under it, or it flows around it. It just keeps flowing. It finds a way to go over, under, around. If we have a peace like a river, listen, it will continually flow in our lives despite the circumstances or the obstacles that try to get in our path, block our way, get us off track. The The peace of God will find a way to flow through that situation no matter what. Sometimes a river is straight, but a lot of times it's not. If you ever look at a map of the river, like look up the Mississippi River sometime, and, 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 and it goes like this. Sometimes it goes back, and, and, and it just, it's always finding a lower, a lower spot. Sometimes it meanders through miles, through lush meadows. Some, sometimes it encounters obstacles that go over or under, but it keeps flowing no matter what. And that's what the peace of God is like in our lives. It continually flows from the headwaters in heaven where Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. That is the source of our peace. Sometimes that river flows gently in, our, in the easier times of, of our lives. Sometimes it flows in the whirling eddies, if you know what that is. It's just like a whirlpool where it's going around and around and not getting anywhere. And sometimes we feel like I'm just caught in this eddy that's just going around and around. I'm not making progress, but his peace still flows. His peace flows when life stagnates, when nothing seems to be happening, uh, and we, when we feel trapped by the monotony of our of routine. But thank God his peace flows. His peace continually flows over stuff, under, uh, going around seemingly impossible obstacles in our lives when hard times hit, when things go bad, when we encounter hardship. In all those times, the peace of God will keep flowing if we can keep our minds stayed on him. He will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Nothing can stop it. Listen, nothing can stop the peace of God. Only we can stop it in our own lives. Like a river, his peace will flow. It never drives up. Listen, I know that this goes beyond your ability to understand it, but you got to believe it, especially during this Christmas season, that whatever your circumstances that, that, that you're going through, peace is always present, always ever flowing from the sword, always help, wanting to be there for us. We've got to let it rule in our hearts. Now listen, some of you are putting off peace until your situation improves. Well, when I get past this, then I'll have some peace. When I, when I get through this, then I'll have some peace. When so-and-so does that, then I'll have some peace. Really, you're going to give so-and-so control over peace in your life? Always putting it off for something else. But God said, we read it earlier, earlier he wants to give you peace at all times in every situation. So if your life feels like it's stagnant, it feels like it's going nowhere, what do you do? Ask God for peace like a river. If you seem like you're going through rapids, ask God for peace like a river. If it seems like you're going over a waterfall, ask God for peace like a river. If your life is peaceful right now, still ask God for peace like a river because it will never run out. It's a peace that's different from what the world gives. It's a peace that goes beyond circumstances. In fact, this peace is what helps you get through circumstances with faith, a peace that that continually flows. It never dries up. It guards your heart. It guards your mind. Listen, there is no greater 
greater gift for you at Christmas time than the gift of peace through the Prince, Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm going to ask our prayer team to come down. Do you have peace in your heart? Or are you full of fear, full of worry? We want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. Peace is one of the fruit of the Spirit that God gives in our lives. Listen, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, if you've never been born again, if you've never placed your faith in Him, you'll never have peace. Because peace flows from first having peace with God. And peace with God comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. So if you've never given your heart to Jesus, today would be a day to do that. We'd love to pray with you about that. If you're feeling dry and empty, you need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, we would love to pray with you about that. If you've got a circumstance you want pray it about, if you've got somebody else you want to pray for, whatever it might be, we would love to pray for you. See the hand of God move in your life. Remember next Sunday, Christmas Eve, be here early to get a seat. It's going to be an awesome time. Love you guys so much. We're going to sing one more song and then we'll be dismissed.